Hey, everything be like off the top these days. Hello and welcome everybody to season two of Off the Top Podcast. I'm your host, John Barlos, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Namai Kumar. Namai, two months of a break. We needed it. Honestly, we pushed out a lot of content in season one. Now it's time for the Give the People a Christmas present of our own. Season two is going to start today. How season are we, two, baby. How are we We're fun? back. We're better than ever. Oh my God. We're looking fly. We're, we're, we're staying up, you know. We're doing mouth, our thing. Mouth right in the microphone. <laughs> is it, is it <laughs> so, you're just so excited. <laughs> I'm up in the microphone, really speaking my mind. <laughs> Bro. Emphasis. <laughs> How we doing? It, it's been it's been a minute since we've talked to the OTT gang. Uh, I know we've been talking hella trying to get this back the past few weeks. Uh, Namai and I have been working on a lot of different things, mostly music as of late, but this is something that we wanted to definitely start back up again uh, just because – you know, we miss we miss the grind and we miss podcasts and we miss uh, we miss the audience and we miss uh, interacting with everybody. So we hope that everybody enjoys the beginning of season two. But uh, Namai, w- w- tell the people what you've been on, man. Like, what's going on? Like, like I just said, we got some music in the vault. We got yeah. we got the podcast coming back. Like, what's going on, Scam Likely? I think I think that um, with all the with all the coronavirus stuff going on, you know, the the pandemic. I think that it's been important for us to keep ourselves sane you know and um (laughs) the podcast was helping with that for a long time we started hitting the grind heavy and then you know we both had some stuff that we had to work out i think that we uh finally have come to a place where we feel like we're ready to get back into the grind of podcasting and releasing some quality content for our hip-hop loving fans um yeah, dude. And I'm honestly, I'm just excited to get back into listening to all the new music every week. That's Same. It's always the best part of the week. Loki, we haven't stopped, but talking about the new music together is something that I'm always a fan of. And I know yeah, last week, last week, did, we didn't really have a lot of new music come out. I know M dropped his deluxe. Conway dropped his deluxe uh, from King Nagata. Six new songs on that. M dropped the whole B side on music to be murdered by Nat. I mean, I'm tired of these COVID bars, bro. I know, I know we weren't going to talk. I know we weren't going to talk about COVID that much. I know we weren't going to oh, no. talk about the deluxe, but <laughs> oh, damn, God. bro. Like, I don't that, understand. Like, that song was just not, it's like, see, for, for me personally, I think that, that my perspective is that like we listen to music as an escape. Like it's the same reason people watch TV It's the same right. pe- reason people listen, watch movies. And you know, like there's a lot of sad music. And there's a lot of music about like, you know, for lack of better terminology, fucked up shit. But um, I think that when you get so specific to talk about a whole song about COVID, it feels super like, like, like a parody song almost is like, it just feels like these targeted songs about COVID are, are just not it. And it just depresses me to think about that. Like, I don't want to put on my headphones to escape the, the, audio of the reality like listening to cnn talk about like how many people died yesterday to listen to eminem talk about the same shit (laughs) he's in a hazmat suit in the lyrical lemonade video too and i'm like em are you taking it that seriously i mean i get it it's a serious thing of course but i just i don't see the the plausibility in trying to make an entire song about you know covid i understand raising awareness is important right now especially around the holidays you know, people are going to be seeing their families and seeing seeing their loved ones around this time. So good for them for pushing that. But just talking 
at least subjectively and objectively about the music. I'm not trying to hear any more COVID bars. We heard it on D2 with Big Sean, Paradise COVID, you know. That's not really a paradise in my opinion, but, you know, it's whatever. It's fine. But um, these two deluxes that we got, I just, I don't know. I'm tired of hearing the COVID bars. I mean, I love M for sure. He's a legend, but I just, I don't know. I'm getting tired of the deluxe train too. I feel like 2020's really aired that out a lot. It wasn't even a deluxe, dude. It was like a whole other album. And then he sprinkled it into the album. And so it's just like, which songs are new? Which songs are old? I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. I had no, I had no like, idea which songs were new. No, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't, I didn't give it a a very uh, good listen. I didn't give it a solid. The, the Nat video itself turned me off to it because I was like, I don't want to listen to a whole album of this. And I, I don't know. Also, the features on everyone on Twitter was talking about Yo, Denzel Curry about to be on this. Corday about to be on this. JID about to be on Where are this. Where are they at? Where are they at? Ain't seen none of them. Where are they at? Come on. They ain't. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I think I agree with you. I think that the the COVID bars are pretty played out. Um, and not even just that, but just the general delivery of it just came off really. Uh, I feel like the word would be insensitive. It just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel cool that Eminem is trying to make a buck off of a song where the main lyrical content is about like mm-hmm. a pandemic that's killing people all over the world. Right. And I know you and I talked about this, I think last week when you we were talking about how Eminem's evolution kind of was in poor taste. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I just said, he's a legend in his own right. But I think after recovery, you kind of started seeing that dip in Eminem's style, trying to find his way into the new age of hip hop. And I feel like he kind of went down that wrong lane. And, you know, yeah. if he did link up with Denzel, if he did link up with JID or IDK or, or someone with more lyrical capability, instead of trying to push, you know, the mainstream trap and trying to stay in that lane and stay popular on social media and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, I don't see M as that person. You don't see Cole doing that. You don't really see, you know, Kendrick doing that. I consider yeah, exactly. M to be no, higher. He just never, he never figured out a new style that he could run with. Um, yeah. Like, if you think back to old Eminem, like his songs were catchy in a different way right but now like you look at a, a lot of music these days like at least in my opinion is um the the level of catchiness is dictated by like danceability and like 808s play a huge part in that kicks sure. play a huge part in that um and the the way that eminem raps it's more centered around his flow than than the instrumental and so Artists like JID and, and Kendrick and, and Denzel, like they have figured out how to use that effectively in today's musical climate. But I just don't think that Eminem ever got the memo on how to do that. <laughs> and I never thought I never thought I'd hear Eminem ad libs like, yeah, like like any just any regular ad lib that I'd hear in 2020 from any other rapper in the game. I didn't think yeah. I'd hear Eminem on, on that just screaming out, you know, just little libs here and there like he's Cardi or something. No, exactly. Yeah. Like, definitely a little weird to listen to. Honestly, I would be less surprised to see like an Eminem and Cardi song than an Eminem and JID song. And I would guaranteed be more disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you're already guaranteed disappointed before. <laughs> Bro, you I kill mean, me, man. At this, point, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if Eminem is featured on Whole Lot of Red. Dude, there's so many features on Whole Lot of Red, man. We got to talk about this. Uh, Cardi, what was the magazine that it was? It was Slash Magazine, I yeah. think. Uh, Cardi recreates all of his album covers. Um, I know we were just talking about this. I can't remember what the other one was for Die Lit, uh, but Mac Dre was self-titled. 
Um, I think I got to look this up real quick. If you have not seen Playboy Cardi's whole lot of red album cover, um, please go look at it. And if you really dare, go look at his merch site. Um, <laughs> nah, dude. I those think t-shirts even send, the link to, the, to his merch would send you to hell. For real. <laughs> it, it really feels like. Charge GBH is, if, if you know who Charge GBH is, go look at that album and then go look at it, dial it side by side. It's, 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 it's damn near a spitting image. Um, yeah, don't don't click Cardi's uh, merch link. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's not not wholly around the holidays, if you will. Um, definitely you a know, little bit of a. He's releasing he's releasing this satanic ass album on Jesus's birthday. Yeah, that's kind of like you ever. Th- I never thought about it that way. All I know is that Kanye is producing it too. So it's like- yeah. How does Kanye feel? <laughs> Kanye's been on a whole god kick for the last like three years. All of a sudden, he's dropping like you see the the merchandise for uh for an album that he's executive producing, and it's all upside down crosses. It's all like yo, dude, black leather devil, <laughs> black cat. I saw I saw a meme on Twitter where uh, Cardi's it's like a side by side photo where Cardi's in the studio and he's like in the booth and Kanye is like outside of the booth with his eyes oh, yeah, open like that. this, and he's <laughs> and Cardi's just like he's yeah, like with the, with the, <laughs> he's like with the cross like yeah. yeah. No, I saw that too. That. I just, I mean, we, we've been waiting for a whole lot of red for years. And yeah. the, the time is finally here on Christmas, a, a, a nice little Christmas present for all the Cardi stands out there. I know y'all are, y'all are thirsty, hungry. You, you went through the desert 40 years, it seems like in 40 other years. So 80 total years for a whole lot of red <laughs> to come out. And now oh it's here. God. And you know, it's, it's, it, it's not here yet, but it will it, be. You know, Hopefully. you never know. I'm not going to believe it until maybe a week after I have it added to my library. But, you know, honestly, if, if it's out, it's out. I um, feel like Cardi, Cardi's the type of rapper to drop the album and take then it take down it and then put the it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not He's just like, Sorry, I didn't like that shit. <laughs> Slat. <laughs> Sorry, Slats. I didn't like it. I'll put it back up next week. Heart, love you. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> What are your um, <laughs> expectations for a whole lot of red? I know this is very like, like I said, lots of years in the making, very highly anticipated, probably if not most, the most highly anticipated album of this year, just because it kind of came out of left field and he's been teasing it for years and years and years. What are your yeah. expectations with this, especially with the feature list that's on there? All right. Okay. So obviously like there's a lot of skepticism at this point um, amongst like the hip hop community as to what kind of album we're getting. Um, I'd say going purely based on snippets and, um, projected features, I think we're looking at, we're looking at some, some classic trap level, level shit. I mean, you think about it, it's executive produced by Kanye, which is in and of itself ridiculous. Um, more or less confirmed as confirmed as Cardi gets, (laughs) we got Pharrell, Kid Cudi, Uzi, um post malone um trav as well travis future Mm -hmm. um basically anybody you could ever want on uh on a trap album anybody who's been basically a legend in the trap game for the past half decade yeah and then some and then some yeah and then some it's and it's almost like uh, i'm hoping for thug you know i mean yeah thug thug is always hoping for thug you always hope for thug on any album that you get low key. But uh, I think what you said about, you know, this being a classic album, I don't think we can expect anything less just from how much hype's around it, the feature list, 
how he's rolling it out, the Mario Judah situation. I feel as though that Cardi needs to create a classic album or else he's going to be done. And no, I, this I, is I, either a classic album or, or it's, it's trash. a flop. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't That's think there's going to yeah, be any no in, between. in between. There's going to be no in between with no this. No in between. It, this, this album's definitely going to define the rest of Cardi's career. I think this is going to be his magnum opus in a sense of where he needs to find a way to build off of it afterwards or he can ride the wave of how classic this is. Like you could take Dilet, for example, that came out in 2018. And people are still bumping Dilet to this day just because of how many trap classics are still on that. I mean, yeah. even self-titled too, like people are still bumping Cardi to this day and they haven't had new Cardi music in so long. The most recent one is Flex Up with Yachty and Future off LB3 Deluxe. You know, that's just whatever. Pay 1993 sucked. At Me sucked. It's just, you expect him to be good on his own tape, but his singles and his features that he's had this year hasn't really told me otherwise. I, I just don't know. I'm excited for it regardless just because it's been so long, but I don't know how I feel about Cardi at this point in time. The snippets, the snippets give me hope. The snippets definitely True. give me hope. And I feel like that's, that's the biggest indicator of what's actually going to be on the album. I mean, the, the issue with Cardi is like when, especially like given our job of like trying to like speculate what could what could possibly be on the album or how it's going to sound um is that fool is so mysterious like he and he does it on purpose of course but like it's just it's irritating when you're trying to evaluate you know like what this could possibly sound like and um how like these features are gonna collaborate and like oh are we gonna get multiple people on like multiple features on one song or is he gonna spread them out or how many songs are we even gonna get I saw someone today say uh, tweet that um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if whole lot of red is just six songs and puts all the features on one. <laughs> one <laughs> like, big ass, like one big ass cipher, like big Sean on D2. Yeah. <laughs> just all the features in one song. It's like 14 minutes. So like, <laughs> it's just really hard for us to speculate on what it could possibly even sound like. Honestly, there's a possibility that none of these snippets that he's released in the last couple of weeks make it on. And he just True. drops something completely different. Who knows? I mean, I've I've seen speculation about it being more of like an alternative hip hop album. I've seen speculation of being trap classic. I know you and I are expecting nothing but a classic at this point, however style he's going to partake on this. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I think fans, especially Cardi diehard fans, have to realize that this is what you're going to get from him, whether you like it or not. So you either accept it or you or you don't. And you move out in yeah. your life at that point. Because Honestly. there's always there's always so much more other artists that you can cling on to. Like, for example, if you want a baby voice, look no further than Mario Judah. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty easy to replicate a style when you have the talent like that. And yeah. I'm not saying that I'm Mario Judah's biggest fan. No, I'm not saying that at all. I don't think Die Very Rough is a great song, but I do think he has a lot of talent to bring to the table to make that sound better in his development. But if you look at Cardi. At this point in time, it's like, all right, your last three songs that you've dropped this year, the features that you've been on aren't the best. Your snippets are basically keeping you alive. Your diehard fans are basically keeping you alive. You really have nothing to lose if you're Cardi right now. So you could drop absolute trash and I'll still sell 100K first week. Yeah. I but mean, like, people are going to listen. People are going to listen just to know whether it's trash or not. Um, exactly. Preferably, I mean, I, I would prefer if it wasn't trash personally i mean i think uh, I, I think as though i, I don't I, just, I don't know man there's a lot is of question marks surrounding is that is that too much to ask you think 
to tell Cardi to drop a trap classic. Can, can I, I mean, please? no, because he, he he's definitely <laughs> capable of doing it, and I think the fans and music deserves it for what he's done to us for the past two and a half years. So yeah, you know, it's it's whatever. I I don't feel a type of way about Cardi at all. I just hope that his features, the features that he puts on this album, rather and. I hope he bodies all those features. I want yeah. him to carry. I want him to carry those songs. I mean, Die Lit had so many features, right? right? Like it, Uzi had two of them. Uzi on two, Gunna, uh, Nicki Minaj even went off. Um, Trav as well. Yeah, Travis. Uh, who else? He even had some no name features, but like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, he definitely gets carried by features a lot, but I think yeah, that uh, it's Chief his Keith, Nudie Thug. Pierre. Oh, true, nudie. Um, Skepta as well. I love Skepta, man. I'm oh. yeah. I'm hoping for some for some repeats off of that. I'm also hoping for some like left fielders, dude. Like, I'm 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 hoping that he puts on. You know what would sound crazy is a Cardi and Denzel song. I think anything out of the ordinary. I think Cardi would work well on. I just feel like he has to give us something more than what he's yeah. always given the fans. So I, I to hope be fair, it's there's never been a Car- Cardi and Ye song. So I mean, that'll be something new. I mean, a Cardi and Ye produced song that'll be kind of insane to listen Kid to. Kid Cudi well. too. That'll be nuts. He's been. Yeah. He tweeted that he wanted to work with Kid Cudi in 2011. And then there you go. It just manifests, dude. He he's manifested so much. That Reddit post about him, or is it a tweet or is it a Reddit post about him trying to uh, get with Iggy Azalea in like 2009, 2010? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Reddit yeah, or Twitter? Some, I don't know. I don't it was know. Something like that. Some other other shit, dude. He 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 just manages to to speak these things into existence. It's like that video. <laughs> The video of him in the hotel room. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they thought they was they on the same he... shit I was on. But they not. And then I surpassed them. <laughs> <laughs> that video is so old, bro. So wait, oh my God, speaking of Ken so Cuddy and Skepta, I think Skepta might be my favorite feature on Man on the Moon 3. Yeah. I, I think, I, think so. I can agree with that, dude. I think he's got guns as big as thing. Kevin Hart. Not a joke. <laughs> Don't think it's a joke, oh, though. I Ken love that Cuddy. album, though. Kid Cudi's album. album, man. I mean, this is a perfect segue into that. Before we talk about Kid Cudi, I want to be sure to everyone, please, please be sure to follow us at OffXDXTop on Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, everywhere that you get your your content, your your social media fix nowadays. IG too at OffXDXTop. Just just come find us, man. Me and the Meyer back, we'll be posting a lot more. Um, not much has been posted in the past few months, but uh, we're gonna be back on the grind here soon. So just come back every day, check us out, give us a like, follow us. You know, shoot us a DM. We like to talk music to to our fans yeah. as well. So, I mean, we're we're, nice we're not guys. too big for y'all yet. Yeah, we're we're, we're out here. We're always going to take suggestions. If you want us to talk about anything as well, be sure to hit us up on that too. Please, you know, um, even just to ask how our day is. You know, yeah. I mean, we're we're, all, we're just nice people. We're always looking to we're always looking to talk music with our fans and t- talk music with new people. So hit us up at off XDX top for sure. Kid Cudi's album, Man on the Moon Three, the trilogy continues? Question mark. I mean, is it a trilogy if it continues? I don't know. It's a to be continued on that last song. Um, but um, I don't know if it's going to be a Man on the Moon 4. Quadrology like doesn't have the same ring to it. It would just be a double trilogy. He's probably got to do some Star Wars shit. So it would be six then? Uh, maybe. If he, if he really three does. more. I mean, well, think about it. Cuddy's almost 40. So or he's like, what is he, like 34? 30, no, he's probably like 36. I'm not going to lie. Dude, he's, there's no way he's almost. He's 40. I think he's damn near 40. Yeah, he's 36. I was right. Oh, damn. Old um, ass boy. So think about it this way. If Cuddy's going to be consistently dropping, um, let's say the next 10 years, you could, you could drop. 
you could drop three more albums in 10 years like that if you yeah. wanted to do something like that, you know. But he's got the Scots coming up too. So like that's like an album. Um, I don't know about Man on the Moon Four, but regardless, um, Man on the Moon let's, Three. Let's deal with what we got for now. Yeah, I, I'm I'm jumping the gun, guys. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Man on the Moon Three. Um, what are your biggest takeaways from Cuddy's latest last installment of the Man on the Moon trilogy? I feel like this was the resurrection of of the Cuddy that we all knew and loved. You know, it's crazy because Cuddy has managed to drop like a decent number of really bad albums and still remain relevant and still able to generate hype for this album. I feel like I was, I was really impressed yeah, with the rollout. I, I agree. I just think he did it in a really smart way. And I feel like you could say the same about logic too, because logic kind of resurrected himself oh, yeah, on his last album this year. Definitely. And he's definitely had some bad albums, but his fans are die hard just like Cuddy's are. But uh, I agree with you. I think this album is very atmospheric in its production. I think a lot of people are comparing it to how Travis's sound has influenced him a bit. Um, just because the production is very, I, I guess, spaceshipy, kind of out of this world, but it's more of Cuddy's own twist on it. I feel like Travis is more euphoric, and yeah, Kid Cuddy's is more space. Um, but I enjoyed the album. I think the first, I think the best part of the album comes right off the rip. Beautiful trip, tequila shots, another day, and she knows this. Though that those four yeah, tracks, that, 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 that running. Yeah, that's un- unbelievable. I think those four tracks really define the whole album, in my opinion, of course. Another Day is probably my favorite song off the album. I'm going to have to go She Knows This, uh, Heaven on Earth, and Tequila Shots. Tequila Shots really good, too. I think those are my same. Those are my those are my top three from the album. But that's not really saying much because the whole album is pretty good. I was really, I was really hyped that um, he didn't do that many features. I think that that really added to the quality. I mean, and the features he did do were, were really Very interesting. Quality. I mean, he did, uh, he had um, Skepta and Pop Smoke on Show Out, which is a banger. Um, Real Drill Fiends out there. That's a banger. Yeah. Add that the to Trippy your list. Red song is really good too. Dude, I'm happy. I'm happy that Trippy's on this album. He fit very perfectly yeah. in kind of like the soundscape of it. Rockstar Nights is about you know, being a rock star in this day and age, dealing with all the issues that come with it. It's all real shit too. I was watching uh Cuddy's interview with Zane Lowe the other week or uh, not the other week, sorry, the other day, I think it was like last week or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, Cuddy was saying how, how appreciative he was of trippy, you know, going in the booth. He did this all freestyle too. He, he said it was so real and everything that he was saying was so organic that he just felt like he could not, not put this song on the album. So I yeah. really appreciate that trippy's like, you know, even though he dropped a shit album in Pegasus, yeah, whatever. You know, don't 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 count Trippy out just yet, because I hope y'all remember a love letter to you for because that shit still smacks to this day. Yeah. No, I think that also, um, yeah, I think Trippy Red has plenty of room to recover from that. Yeah. That release. Um, I think that one of my favorite features on there was uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, if y'all don't God. know who Phoebe Bridgers is, you need to woke. You need yourself. to woke yourself right now. Woke yourself. <laughs> woke yourself to Phoebe Bridgers because <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers is heat. Okay. I, and this, I, is, this is some non hip hop talk, but, but Phoebe Bridgers, her, her um, debut album, Heat. And then she came in on this, this, uh, this Kid Cudi song. I think it was the most natural sounding vocals on the whole album, like both her and Cudi. I think, Just, uh, I, I agree really with raw. you. I agree with you 100%. 
just because both Cuddy and Phoebe have like that raw vocal talent to play off each other. Like that song kind of felt like they were talking to each other in the sense of like it being a script. I felt like yeah. I was like hearing a movie in a sense. Um, but yeah, if you're not, if you haven't listened to Stranger in the Alps by Phoebe, if you haven't listened to her latest EP, um, she's probably one of the best alternative female voices in, in music right now. Um, you definitely need to give her a listen. And that's a very quality feature from Kid Cudi. 100%. Like that's, that, that, that honestly almost tied the whole album together just because it's about his latest, latest installment of the journey that he's been on for the past 10 years. She um, also just released, uh, she also just released a, a remix album, sort of. Was it like, uh, I thought it, wasn't it an EP? I couldn't, I mean. Yeah, like an EP, she released an EP recently. It's got a couple of remixes and some covers on it. Um, oh, you're right. So yeah, definitely recommend well, she's got that album too that came out uh, this year, yeah. and then she dropped. Oh, I think I think we're talking about we're talking about the same thing, but I'm referencing the wrong thing, which is I was referencing her album. Uh, her latest album's Punisher. Or I guess Punisher. Yeah, Punisher is the album, but then she dropped a a new thing yeah. recently. I think it's an EP. You're, you're um, probably right. You're probably right. I'm not, yeah. I'm not tweaking on Phoebe Bridgers though. Um, final <laughs> thoughts for Cuddy, Man on the Moon. I think this album. Solid. It's a very solid album. I, I agree with you. I think this good might, good recovery on on Cuddy's part. Honestly, <laughs> I know. I I think, that. I think you can go back to Cuddy uh, and this album specifically. When you look at his 2020, um, he dropped "Leader of the Delinquents." Kind of got us a taste for what's in store. You got that nice that bouncy rap hip hop beat, the little trap influence in there, the atmospheric voice, the hums. They're all in there, you know. And I, I'm a fan of that. But his last was "Kids See Ghosts," and that's already a modern hip-hop classic so i think for cuddy as well as a solo artist not comparing with kanye this album kind of just defines you know the state of his sound that he's the journey that he's been on the past three four years because you go back to passion pain and demon slain i mean the only song i've been bumping from that is frequency and that's the only song i, I bump uh I, I bump the one with with andre oh you do oh i forgot that song was that song there. goes what is it called baptized or something um oh wait no that's the travis song that's not that song's still good. I think it's um uh by design. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. Am I right? Yeah, that's hundred percent it. Oh cool, that made me feel good. Um <laughs> Cody, we appreciate you, man. Um excited to see what's in store for Cardi's album. Um Man on the Moon Three, I'm gonna give that a solid nine out of ten. I think that was this is probably one of my favorite Agreed. albums of the year. Um, in our long list of albums of the year, of course, are you going to give that a nine out of 10 to my, or what are you giving this one? Yeah, no, I definitely give that a nine out of 10. I mean, at least based on first listens, like, I feel like this year was a year for, for first listens for me, especially because once we started doing this podcast, it was like, you know, one thing after another, it's like, have to get those, those first listens. You have to really be analytical because I don't want to spend my entire weekend listening to yeah, music. Over it's and always over good. It's always good to like, <laughs> judge it after your first listen because then yeah. you have your thoughts and then you go back to the music thinking of those things and you yeah see and if you if observe your opinion you changes we observe those things exactly um things. with man on the mood being on my favorite albums list of the year we have something special for you guys since it's christmas like i said season two coming back with a bang of course the and i are going to be speaking on our top five albums of 2020 we have we have we don't know what ours are together. We have we ha we haven't said anything um, to each other about what our favorite albums are, um, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about them. We're gonna go through each list one by one, have a little chat about each album, and then if we have any honorable mentions, we're gonna 
we'll pick out our favorites from our honorable mentions as well. But uh, Lamai, what is your number five album of the year? Let's get started right off the right. bat. Let's go. I would like to. Top. I would like to drop the disclaimer. Oh, shit. this is all based on personal enjoyment for both of us. Like Don't, if you, yeah. if, if you anyone listening us, feels like they got better albums that, than what we got, like I'm sure you're right. But I'm just going I'm based sure on right. the albums that <laughs> I'm just going based on albums that I kept coming back to throughout the year, um, Same. and albums that really had like captured my attention for the majority of the year. Um, but that being said, I'm gonna hit it with the controversial take off top. I can't wait for this. Um, off the top, off the top, uh, Luv versus the world two. Damn. Damn. And that's, that's just speaking on the deluxe version of Damn. Eternal Latte. All right, so hold on. We got all the SoundCloud Lucys on that. Myron, Lotus, Kobe. Damn. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's I'd solid say number as five. As far as trap albums go, let me, let me, give, let me give my explanation. You, so, you go ahead. I'm going to sit here and listen to you. I'd say as far as trap albums go, this album, like, and, and keep in mind, I'm talking specifically, like, if you go to the, the, the track list of LUV versus the world, I'm talking about the first half. I'm not talking about the original Eternal Attack. I'm, this, it had all of the features you could possibly want on a trap album, first of all. We're talking 21 Savage, Young Thug, Young Nudie, um, Dirk, mm-hmm. um, Gunna, uh, Chief Keef, like... It's literally everyone that you could want. Um, instrumentals on point. A lot of nostalgia uh, factor just due to like a lot of these songs have been being previewed since like 2017. Like and a very long time. Yeah. So especially for like Kobe and um, a couple of the and Myron, those songs I'd been waiting for 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 literal years. So um, couldn't have been more excited to see them actually officially be released um and that being said i i kept coming back to him you know um i'd say that i still like kobe is one of my favorite songs this year um and i mean especially since the legend died this year you know rest in peace all right um i think that 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 added a little bit of nostalgia to the song i just i i have nothing really bad to say about the the second half i mean it got like a little bit boring or whatever but I think that it was it was all catchy, and when I kept going back to it, I would find different songs and different features that I really enjoyed. I think I agree with you. Just because if you're gonna pick a trap album from this year, I would go Uzi, EA, even the Deluxe. That's fine too, like either or. But specifically, Love Love versus the World too. Like I think that's a solid add, even if it was Future's album too. I think either of those go hand in yeah. hand with each other. So that's a good number five. I agree. Hell yeah. Yeah, That's that, was, that was that was one of my sleepers. I was, I was, I, I'm not gonna lie. I think that I'll get a little bit of flack for that, but you know, it is what it is. I think I'm gonna get more flack than you just because mine are more outside the box when it comes to albums in a sense of like what kind of music is is what I'm listening to. I guess um, my number five, um, it's Detroit Two with Big Sean. Now I know we're gonna talk about how oh big sean sounds the same on every single song stop haters don't you dare say that about big sean you know why because he's here making classics he's out here continuing his excellence he somehow have maintained his relevancy and he's gotten better with every single album he's put out i i enjoyed d2 so thoroughly that i keep going back to guard your heart i keep going back to send the fuck out i keep 
I just keep going back to this album in general. And I know when we we covered this, you know, back when it came out, I don't even remember when it came out. What August? Maybe August, July. I don't remember when it came out. Yeah, I think it was August. Came out in the summer at some point. I know you and I were nonstop, like waiting for this album to drop. And when it especially once the tracklist dropped, I was ready. Exactly. So that was those were one of that was one of the albums I was probably the most hype about this year. And then kept coming back to month after month, week after week, and day after day. It's, it, it got me through, like, I guess, a small portion of the pandemic, I guess, going into the fall, into the winter. Um, no, definitely. I, th- no, I think I, it's just such a solid album all around. There's a lot coming from that. There's a lot of different sounds, styles, features. There's so much coming from it that it has a little bit of everything that you've wanted. So D2, respect the game. Big Sean delivered one of the best this year, and I, I don't want any questions asked about it. It's probably worth noting that uh, Detroit 2 is my number four. Nope. Uh, <laughs> so yes. that's a good that's a good segue into my number four oh, um, yes. i i loved i like like i said uh, i love the album um i think that features were well managed uh i think it was cool to have a you don't really see those giant crew tracks anymore exactly um but we really got one of those with with um i forget the friday night freestyle right yes um yeah and like 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 john just said i i keep going back to it uh, even catchier songs like The Wolves um, and um, the more lyrical songs with Guard Your Heart. Uh, I think that the features all did their thing on, on this album, but didn't really take away from Big Sean's rapping capability either. No, it did not. I think and I know that I know that he can he can be corny as hell sometimes. But honestly, I, I, I think that it's a forgivable trait about his music if if we're talking about the grand scheme of things. I agree. And Hip Boy killed the production on that album as well. Um, I wish Four Thanks was on that. I think Big Sean and Freddie, I think they just delivered a banger just kind of off the rip months after D2 came out. I wish that was on the album. That would, that would have been such a great, I guess, signal boost uh, for, I guess, Freddie Gibbs in a sense of, you know, post Alfredo. Um, but I guess uh, we'll, we'll keep trucking on here. My number four, uh, a little bit out of left field. I know I've been talking about him the, with Namai for, I guess, for the past six or seven months now. Um, I kind of put Namaya on, sorry, Namaya had to give you on my boy, take time is his debut R and B album from this year. He got the little boost from Drake with Chicago freestyle. But uh, if you're into singers with unique voices, unique vocal cadences and lyrics that really hit the heart, give your boy. It's only eight tracks and he's Grammy nominated for best R and B album. And it, there you go. his talent kind of just transcends, you know, the album itself. So, it's definitely one of those jam-packed albums where there's only eight songs, minimal amount of songs that just all quality after quality after quality. He gives you a lot of different styles and moods and in the R&B genre. So it, he, he's definitely on my radar going into 2021. Um, he did drop an EP back in, uh, not, oh my God, not February, November. It was a four-track EP, kind of like a Lucy uh, duplicate to take time. Um, but if you, have, if you have not give this album a spin and you don't know who Giveon is, I'm sure you've heard Chicago Freestyle. Um, go listen to his album. Um, he's he's probably one of the best voices in R&B right now, in my opinion. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, from what you've showed me and what I've listened to on my own, Giveon is, is a talented voice. Um, and I'm glad that you you said that about um, all, about the length of the album because I feel like this year, all of the best albums short. were either super long or super, super short. Super short. I mean, like... 14, 12 track. I mean, well, consider this, consider this. Most of the best albums came from Griselda this year. Like they, they really did. 
They did drop a lot it. of really and, good albums. They, they really did. And most, most of their albums were what? 13, 14 tracks long? 12 yeah. tracks long? They, yeah. They also dropped a shit ton of albums. So. They, I think Westside <laughs> dropped they three. Cast, they cast a wide net. <laughs> Conway dropped three. Westside dropped three. Uh, Benny dropped two. Yeah, he dropped two, I think. Boldy dropped four. Armani dropped one. That's what, 11 albums in total? No. It's a lot of albums. It's like maybe 13 albums in total. Um, but give you on my number four, the my on to your top three, your number three. My number three. All right, we're getting into the to the bronze medalist the here. Nitty, the nitty gritty here. The bronze medalist here for me is going to be shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. That's surprising. Smoke. That's that's gas. He's in my honorable mentions for sure. R.I.P. He's not in my top five, but yes, I agree with you. That album had everything you could ever ask for it really did i mean it's a long album and trust me i'm the first person to criticize a long album especially one that's that's being released posthumously um but i have to say that the vast majority of songs sounded relatively complete i feel like this was an album that pop smoke would have likely put out himself and everything that we got from him like between his own verses and the features was just quality after quality uh even when the original came out and then when they dropped the deluxe uh it was just even more and i was i was so impressed um like i like i said i mean i didn't really pay much attention to pop smoke until uh he was put on by the jack boys um but i mean i've been a fan of the drill sound for for years i mean chief keef one of my favorite rappers of all time um but yeah there was just between all of the different styles that pop smoke was able to do it's just such a shame that we lost a talent so young it's crazy too it's honestly like insane to think about how many people we've lost in 2020 and how many posthumous releases we've had in 2020 and most of them most of them were in good taste actually yeah. no if not all of them were in good taste i'm tr- I'm thinking about uh question or not question mark sorry um skins with x and kind of bad vibes bad vibes forever yeah. came out at end of 2019 so we can yeah. excuse that we can that excuse was, that we can, we can excuse, excuse that. that piece of garbage but um <laughs> no disrespect um, to x's team or anything if we're no. talking posthumous releases dude between legends never die circles and uh shoot for the stars aim for the moon easily the best the best three that we've, we've had heard. we've had a great year like yeah. um I think that these are all albums that the artists themselves would have been proud of. And as fans, I know that we're proud of them. Absolutely. I think so, Pop Smoke's run too with the Jack Boys collab and kind of him feeding off Don T and, you know, Meet the Woo 2 doing as well as it did before he dropped Shoot for the Stars and for the Moon in the summer. I think Pop's legacy was, you know, defined by how unique he was and how he changed the game in his own way. I mean, you hear yeah. on Tunnel, Tunnel Vision, the outro on Shoot for the Stars and for the Moon, they have the interview with Angela Yee, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, and she's asking him, oh, what, what do you want to be remembered by? And he says, Pop Smoke is here to change the game, bring you a new vibe, a new sound. He did just that. So his legacy is, is never going to be tarnished. Um, 50 Cent did amazing uh, producing that entire album, uh, at least fine-tuning it from beginning to end to make sure that Pop is represented in the right light. And definitely worth a number three nod. Definitely worth a bronze medal in my book uh, for, for any personal preference. Um, to me, however, I'm going to go with something a little bit, again, out of left field. I got the R&B. I got the D2 Ting at five. I got the R&B at four. 
I'm going to go the alt, the alternative. I'm trying to hit a genre for everyone that I do. So I kind of like my favorite for each I'm one. The basic, I'm the basic boy, but you get, you get, <laughs> I'm hit trying a, to hit, I'm trying hit to hit the a, diversity for, I'm me. trying to hit a genre for it. So I'm going to have to go number three. Uh, what could possibly go wrong for Dominic Fike? Um, I know we talked about Dominic's story um, in, I can't remember what episode it was. I think it was like maybe episode 14 or 15. We'll, we'll, I'll put that in the description of everybody. We'll put that link in the bio. Um, but um, if you don't know about Dom's story and, basically how this album came to be go listen to that episode too uh, we talk more about it there but uh the main reason i put dom on my number three spot is because how versatile he is as an artist and how raw his talent is i mean there's not a lot of artists you hear nowadays that are able to rap over live instruments and be able to make that work and do flow switch-ups and change-ups and really manipulate everything about the song to make it sound something completely out of left field and I really appreciate his artistry for that just because, you know, he's a singer songwriter, he's a rapper, he's a producer, multi-instrumentalist. There's a lot to love when it comes to Dominic Fike and his attachment his kind of semi-attachment to Brock Hampton and Kevin Abstract kind of, I guess, paved the way to his stardom and his jail sentence and, and, and three nights doing as well as it did back in 2018. Um, there, there's a lot to take in from Dominic Fike's journey to this first debut album and i think he did extremely well on it there's there's a lot of different sounds on this it's more so genuine music than it is anything trying to you know push it out to the public or he's trying to be someone that he's not trying to be you know in his public face it's just very it comes across as very genuine but at times it does come off as incomplete a little bit so i feel like that was on purpose to maybe cliffhang it to the next one but dom's gonna have to be my number three i kept coming back to it a lot this year um, it's just something that really puts me in good spirits. It's very clean. The production's always nice on that. And it hasn't, it hasn't steered me wrong once this year. So Dom, appreciate you for that gorgeous album, man. Yeah, man. Always. I, I've been a big fan of his too. Um, especially this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, can't wait to see uh, what he has coming up because I've seen him working with a lot of interesting people. Um, and I don't think a lot of that music made it onto th- this project. So um, exactly. pumped to see what what he ends up doing with it. More's coming from him too. Uh, the fact that he only has you know two two what albums out right now. I mean, one's kind of like an EP demo, and low key, don't forget about me demos is kind of better than don't what could possibly yeah, go wrong. Honestly, I really honestly. like that album. That's what I'm saying. If you if you like that alt song, man, Don Fike's your boy. He's my boy for that too. But um, yes, sir. The silver medal. Silver medalist, right here. All right, we ready? I'm ready, man. It's gonna go to. King's Disease by Nas. Hey, true hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. I like. I just that. like my my first thoughts on this album were, you know, I really liked Nasir, um, which was the album that he did with Kanye. Um, right. But it just felt like there was something missing. You know, uh, I think that. Kanye wasn't like when you think of Nas, you think of a really classic New York rapper sound. And I don't think that, I mean, as much as their music was really good, I don't think it was like as well managed to um, be cohesive for, for Nas's style. Exactly. That being said, this whole collaboration with hit boy, who, by the way, producer of the year, He's, hands down hands he, down i just I don't, I, work. I don't think anyone's going to be better than him in 2021 either i just think it's he's so he's so insane so many he great surprised me he, came, he really came out of left field and just Kicked worked ass, with everybody bro. this Kicked year ass like just any really, genre 
Yeah, honestly. So I think that given that there was really no no question as to whether we were getting a, a, a classic from from Nas uh, when it came to this album. Um, and like, I, I wish I could say <laughs> I wish I could say I'm excited to see what we get from Nas next. But honestly, we like, don't know. Nas got a huge discography. Like <laughs> I, I still got plenty to go through that I still haven't gotten through. So um yeah, Nas, feel free to take a break. Uh, give me some time to catch up, and uh, then release at, at your own pace. <laughs> I, I <laughs> if do. You're listening. I did love King's Disease this year as well. Um, I, I kept going back to Car 85 and Charlie Wilson. Um, I think Charlie Wilson also was used a lot this year. He was also used on Aminé's album on for, uh, for I can't remember the song with JID. I'm trying to think of it right now. Um, but yeah, Charlie Wilson was on that, and definitely his affiliation with Kanye maybe kind of paved the way for that relationship with Nas. I doubt it, but you know, Nas is pretty respected in his own right, but absolutely. Yeah. I think King's disease is definitely worth the silver medal. It's a definitely, it's, it's a, it's a top tier album this year. It's definitely in the top 10 for, I feel like most people this year. hundred um, yeah. percent. I agree with you. My number two though, also comes from hit boy. It's Benny burden of proof. That album changed my life. I, I don't understand. I mean, Benny, when I heard Tana Talk 3, I th- the game the game was over for Benny. Like, I feel like Tana Talk 3 was just so masterful that I, d- I didn't think Benny could top that, and he really did. I, th- I feel like Hip Boy really elevated Benny's sound to a place where Benny's at he's, – he's on some private jet right now drinking, you know, a million-dollar champagne with two bad bitches, and he's never getting off that ever. <laughs> he's going to be riding that the rest of his life at this point. Yeah, Hip Boy Luxur- cultivated a really good, luxurious for sound real. for a lot of these top-tier for rappers real. this year. he did. It, it stayed true to, I guess, Benny's um, artistry as well. And, you know, he's that nitty-gritty Buffalo rapper, that Coke rap giant. And although there's some nostalgic hip-hop elements in his production, Benny, Benny and Hip Boy stayed true to what they were trying to do with this album. And it was to give Benny more of a mainstream appeal. And it did it very well. They wove both pieces together so masterfully. And I couldn't get enough of it. I, I still, I'm still playing it today. I haven't stopped listening to burden to proof after it came out. So that's definitely my number two. It was very close. I, I almost put it as my number one, but there's only one album that comes before burden of proof, but let me hear yours first. What, what was your favorite album? Hold on. I got to make this more mad. Your favorite album of 2020 is what? Am I, I got to know. We're going to go with, Alfredo. Hey, hey, I figured it was going to be Alfredo. Yeah. Just because I think Alfredo that was a predictable, that was a predictable choice on my part, but I don't care. Alfredo is <laughs> top tier quality. Okay. Uh, here, here's what I feel when I, when I, this is the mental, mental landscape when I'm listening to, to Alfredo is I'm sitting in a nice Italian restaurant. Ooh. Okay. Surrounded by the cast of the Godfather. Okay. Okay. And there's no one else in the restaurant. It's just us. It's just you and Joe Pesci. It's just me and Joe Pesci. And we're sitting there. We're not saying anything. We're making eye contact. And Freddie Gibbs walks out with the alchemist. Alchemist playing the trumpet. Freddie Gibbs going off with the bars. He puts here. What more could you want from an album? Did you see the vinyls that dropped for Alfredo with Beautiful. Gun, the gun inside of the pasta? And he's like yeah. whirling the, the gun like a fork in the pasta. Yeah, I thought he, it was Freddie comes up to cool you and, and he does that. He does that to you at the table. And exactly. he starts just spitting bars. And Alchemist is just playing the trumpet behind you. I love it. 
That's insane, nothing. Man. Nothing bad to say about that album, honestly. Definitely I, worth a Grammy. Definitely it was worth just, it. Uh, it should win. Yeah, I hope it wins. It probably will. I'm not gonna lie. That was. I think that's the best rap album on there. Yeah, but uh, I think that when it came down to albums where I could both like listen to in really any mood and would make me feel some type of way, that album really stood out to me, and um, I went back to it a lot, a lot. What was your favorite feature on Alfredo? Man, I feel like the unpopular choice is Rick Ross, but I no, love Rick Ross. That's my choice. I love that song, bro. Rick Ross. I love I Rick Ross. Verse. Like, oh honestly, I've been a Rick Ross fan for almost as long as I've been a, a rap fan. And like just hearing him on that on that song was 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 really good. I, I love that song. Um, he's he's the best. For, yeah, he's the best for like luxurious hip yeah. hop beats. Definitely. And he he could do those, you know, 2012 bangers as well. Like Rick Ross's discography kind of spans a lot of, I guess, eras. All that, dude, I love that song. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Bro. Rick Ross can do anything he wants. I love that choice. Alfredo, definitely going to win a Grammy, we hope. Number one on a lot of people's lists this year. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, your list is solid as fuck. Thank you. I'm glad you approve. I, I, I enjoy that list. You, you probably already know what my number one's going to be. And I mean, like I love, I, I talked the head off burden of proof to you for weeks. Like I, you, you should have known that was going to be either one or two for me, Yeah. but I feel like you already know what number one's going to be. And it's my boy top of the year release in January. I did not stop playing this album at all this year. It was every, almost every single day I played this album. It was on my Apple music replay. It was on my Spotify wrapped. It was on my audio Mac. It was on my Datpiff. It was on my YouTube music. That's five. That's five. Was it on your Napster? I don't have a Napster. <laughs> I used to though. Was it on your title? I don't have a title anymore. I used to. See, I never had a Napster. The thing is, is like before I before I tell people my number one album, it's just like I don't know why I have so many music streaming services. But I feel as though it's nice because you can put different types of playlists on. The yeah, spaces. that's it's totally good. what I think. Like when I do when I use SoundCloud, it's like because exactly. I just want a quick like like I, like I'll just go through my likes. Like I'm not doing that's, playlist that's exactly how I, on SoundCloud. Bro, I got like a thousand likes on SoundCloud. I just Spotify is the prime for first play, playlist curation. I agree. With and then YouTube is for all the music I can't find on either. <laughs> YouTube is like the red haired stepchild of music streaming. Exactly. My number one album, Circles, Mac Miller. It's easy. It's the most beautiful album that released this year. Max Evolution peaked. I just think you can't top it. There's not one album that comes to mind that top Circles this year. There, there just really isn't. Max rapping, his singing. He really elevated that bluesy sound we found on Swimming. He really dialed in with real instruments and, and raw vocal talent. and Just really, really dialed into this album and you know credit to john brian to his executive producer who finished it after mac passed um this album is it should have been nominated for something in the grammys i don't know how you snub circles you snub swimming but in my opinion i thought circles was better than swimming and it's it's a journey it's it's a final farewell from mac and uh, to uh, to our fellow mac fans out there um we all know that circles deserves to be what it was meant to be uh at the end of the road so never leave that um yeah Circles is my number one I the, it's clear honestly pick. solid solid pick and uh, like solid list overall 
I think both of us, both of us got some diversity in our lists. I think, our I think list- if, if you put them together, you get a pretty decent top, I guess nine, because we both put Detroit too, but top nine of the year. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of it. If you had to pick, let's say, uh, three honorable mentions. I know I have like 20 on my list three right now. Three honorable mentions. All right. Um, purely off of personal enjoyment. Just, gonna, just list them off. I'm going to say The Goat by, by Polo. Oh, that's a good pick. I go back to that one a lot. I know that it's pretty sonically. It's not your most like incredible album, but I just think there are some solid tracks on there, like Martin and Gina and um, um, Beautiful Pain. I agree. Um, it definitely was a nice summertime the vibe. Closing out track with mm-hmm. the the uh, Tupac remix and just this all in all, just a great album. Uh, the Juice World feature too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Speaking of Juice World, I'd say another one of my honorable mentions would probably be Legends Never Die. Um, you know, both me and you, I think originally one of the things we connected on was the fact that we were both Juice World fans and um, just to to get to see a, a, a finished project be put out by him uh, was so exciting. And honestly, um, we just got the announcement that uh, the Bad Boy music video uh, by Juice World and Young Thug yes. is hopefully coming soon. A very Those cryptic pictures. messaging from from Cole, Cole Bennett, <laughs> but um, I'm sure knowing Cole, he never really disappoints. So For real. Um, he always teases it and then he drops it. So you're right. Yeah, exactly. I, we'll, we'll get it soon. I'm sure. I, I feel like it's going to be a Christmas release. You think so? Um, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. But Could we'll be. see. Um, and yeah, I think that. Oh, that was only two. Give, <laughs> I'd say my, my third honorable mention probably uh, Limbo. Yeah, that's on mine too. I'm gonna have to yeah. go Limbo. Um, I gotta think about this. Pray for Paris. Yeah, and but. Heaven or Hell by Dante. It's very hard to pick between Fuck the World and LND for my honorable mentions because I have so many honorable mentions. Dude, the like there's a lot of really good music this year. I don't think anyone can and honestly, we're not even done yet. We still got what eight days? Nine Bro, days. Savage Savage Mode 2 is on my honorable mentions. Um yeah, you, Savage Mode you, 2 was beautiful. A cinematic album. Yep. I love that. What else do we got on here? Um Man on the Moon 3. Uh what else? As long as we're talking about honorable mentions, dishonorable mentions. Do you got any albums that were just straight? Absolutely trash. Goofy? I gotta think about this. Um, six nines. Um, I didn't even listen to that. Six Dude, nine, I think that I think Corey that Lanes, the Drake album was, Drake, was pretty bad. Um, Trippy Pegasus, Absolute Dookie. Um, uh, big day. Fuck that. <laughs> that was a bad day. <laughs> um, oh no, that dropped in 2019. I'm tweaking. Oh, regardless. That was such a bad day that at least we're, we're still year. giving chance flack though. It don't matter. Um Lobo three was pretty bad. Um Lobo three had a couple of like tiny little peaks, but yeah, other than that, um, pretty pretty dog. I enjoyed Kid Leroy's album this year. But I know a lot of people I like are gonna the deluxe. I didn't really like the OG. I think that the deluxe made it way better though. I, I agree. I'm more speaking to the deluxe because you and I trashed it, how it was trying to be like goodbye and good riddance. Uh, with it was. skits and they're trying to really focus in on that i didn't like that they just didn't but he, a... he found his own style with yeah. the deluxe i think which i'm happy yeah. i'm happy about so we we move on we move forward and it'll be all we right give him another chance Lori's gonna be fine um but what a great list for me did you man. see he just surpassed uzi for how many monthly listeners he has 
Did he really? Yeah, he's got 20 million monthly listeners, bro. Dude, TikTok I'm saying is feeding that man. Dude, TikTok, TikTok's brainwashing people. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta like somehow delete the app. You know, Trump, Trump was, Trump was right about banning that. We're gonna get, we're gonna get found by the Chinese government. (laughs) And that's gonna do it for us today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. Um, FBI. (laughs) If you guys want to drop your top five albums of the year in our comments for SoundCloud, leave us a DM on IG or IG comments, whatever it is, please feel free to do so. We'd love to hear what you guys were listening to all year. Uh, but that's going to do it for our season two premiere. Uh, please be sure to follow us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Twitter, IG at Top, And please be sure to keep on playing us, man. We miss y'all. And we're back. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. Signing off, John and Amai. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Bye, guys. I don't settle for less. I'm a slap box of bird and then tear down the nest. I'm a champion. Try and put me to the test. I'm up all day and night and I don't need no rest. Keep making this music because my music slap. Give me some money. I want to pay back. No ADHD, but I can't stay on track. 24-7, all I do is foul. All the ladies want me because I look like a snack. Send me a nude. I will not send one back. I'm a flirt, baby girl. Please do not get attached. I don't got time for love.